Responsibility. I want to talk about uh, the responsibility that we have as believers, as children of God, because he has done his part. You know, Jesus came, well, God came, sent his son. Jesus laid his life down, right? He modeled a life that we were created for and said, look, follow me. Like, this is how you live. Follow me. Let me show you. Let me teach you. And then also let me empower you. Let me give you the Holy Spirit to, to enable you to do all these things and more. So when you see that, that Jesus did his part all the way to the cross, all the way to death, he beat death, resurrected on the third day, he set the captives free, and then he, he was in, enthroned. He was glorified, resurrected, brought into to the heavens, and was sat on the throne. He sat down on the throne. So it's kind of giving this picture of, you know, Jesus came, he did his parts, and he sat down. And when he sat down, it's like us standing up to do our part. And he, he left us the Holy Spirit here to be able to do that part, to be able to be responsible, responsible, able to respond to whatever life throws at us because we are responsible. We are able to respond. How are we able to respond? Because he's given us the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, all things become possible. We could do all things through Christ who, who Christ who strengthens us. So that makes us response able, makes us able to respond to whatever situation, whatever circumstance, whatever need, whatever you know miracle that needs to happen, we are able to respond because of the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of us. Amen. Who gives us all things in the kingdom. Who will open the heavens for us and make way to glorify God's name. So there is a responsibility that we have. And, and I believe that there is this wrong belief, this limiting belief, this perverted belief about responsibility. Because I've seen a lot of Christians, a lot of believers who don't take responsibility and they they have a holy reason like they create these rights and reasons through scriptures or, or or this mindset that they are being patient that they are just believing god that they are just waiting on god um you know whatever god wants whatever his will is um you know and and they don't take action and it sounds good when we say like oh yeah 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 i just i just want you know whatever god wants Oh, I'm just waiting for God to make it clear. I'm just, you know, I just want to be in God's will. And it all sounds really nice. It sounds really holy. But there's, you're not taking action. You're just sitting there. And, and even, you know, God tells us, Jesus tells us in Revelation that I'd rather you be hot or cold. Like, make a decision. You make a decision, like, and do it and go all out. So either be cold or, or, or be hot. Make a decision. decision. Don't be indecisive. Don't be indifferent. Don't be in the middle. You, we, we take action. And even the Bible says, like, okay, the gates of hell will not prevail against heaven. The, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Okay, when you think about the, a gate, what is a gate for? When you think about a gate around your home, it's, it's to create this protection, right? To not allow people or things that are not welcome onto your property, onto your property. It, it, it's a defensive thing. It's a fence. It's defense. Right, so the gates of hell. Who's on defense? Hell will not prevail against the church. Who's on offense? The church. Who's the church? You and me, the believers, the saints, 
the, the, the gathering of the saints, that's a church, the ecclesia. So the, the, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We are on the offense. We are taking initiative. We are advancing. We are going forward. We're not on the defense. We are taking action. We, have, we are able to respond. We have the responsibility to do that because God has given us the Holy Spirit. When you believe, He's given you the Holy Spirit and that creates this calling on us that to, to take action. Not to sit there, not just to hopefully God does something where to take action. And a good illustration is in uh, Exodus 14 with, uh, with Moses. Moses was given a call, right? He was given the anointing, he was given the call. God knew his will and he was supposed to go and free the Egyptians, take them to the promised land, right? So God already told him to do that. So he, he knew this was, okay, this is God's will. He's going to get the grace, the mercy to be able to do it, right? The power, whatever's needed. He already told him to. So then he frees them, goes through the wilderness, and then the, the Egyptians are following them, right? They want to kill them. They're, they're trying to catch up to them. And they notice this, and they begin to have this fear over them, and they get to this place where they are stuck. They have the Red Sea in front of them. And they have the Red Sea in front of them. They can't go forward. And they have the, the enemy behind them so they can't run back. So they're stuck in the middle. And Moses here is leading so many people, millions of people, this huge group across. And he's, they're all starting to freak out. Like, oh, you see, you brought us here just to kill us out here. Why would you save us when you just brought us out here to die? And come on, like, how is this God? And he's, you know, Moses, he turns around. He listens to them, yeah. But he turns around and says, he says, no, first he says to the people, don't worry. Just stand and know that he is God. Don't worry. Like, don't don't fear. And then he turns around and says, Oh, God, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, what are you going to do? Ah! And he gets scared, right? And he's like, God, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm scared. You know what God's response is? You have to read this in Exodus 14. He says, Why are you crying out to me? And when you think about this, when we cry out to God, we are basically praying, right? A prayer is a conversation with God and and we we tend to focus mostly on like when there is a problem just cry out to God and I'm not saying that's bad but look at this interaction here that God already told him what to do he's stuck he's in fear he cries out to God to save him and then God tells him why are you crying out to me why are you praying to me for this I already told what's in your hand and he reminds him what's in your hand and it's the scepter it's the the, the staff and that was representing the power that he's given to him to be able to do all things. He's like, let me remind you what's in your hand. Lift it. Use it. Use it. Take action. Advance. Go forward. Don't let anything stop you. I've given you the power. You just need to believe and move forward. Take initiative. Take responsibility. Be able to respond. And I give you the ability to respond. I give you the right and authority, the privilege to do it. I've called you to do it and I've given you the power to do it. What are you crying out to me for? See, God says to cast your care on me, not your responsibility, right? So yes, cast your care. It's not about getting on the worry, you know, fearful. Of course, that's not going to help us to take action. So that's why he's saying don't fear. Don't don't cast your care. Cast your care on me. That burden of like, ah, it's not going to happen. Don't worry. I'm going to help you to make it happen. I'll make all things possible. But you need to take responsibility and respond to take action with the power that I've given you. That's what he's calling us to do. So Jesus is calling us to live like him. And Jesus wasn't one that was just sitting around. In fact, he was taking a lot of action and would make sure to use 
the late night when everybody else was sleeping to go and have that prayer time. That's when he would do it. And he would just do it to go into this intimacy time, this time with God, to re-energize himself, to refocus himself, to repower himself, to to even get some like healing, to get out his some even some things that he was going through of like, ah, you know, is there another way of doing this? Right? He would go into prayer with a lot of distress in his heart, enough to to cry tears. And he would do that on the separate time, but when he was awake, when he was around other people, he was there to take action. And I think we need to be the same way. We need to understand that God has given us the, ab- the ability to respond, the, the uh, responsibility. He's made us master over much, and therefore we have responsibility over much. He's, he's given us so much. Too much is given, much is required. We are required to take responsibility, to take action, to use the power of the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, cast out demons, heal, you know, to do miracles, to, to love somebody, to give them words that will encourage them to, to, share, to shed light, to help, you know, just to empower the world around you on purpose, with purpose, with intention, living intentionally because you've taken responsibility. It's not having good intentions. Oh yeah, you know, I, I want to be a good person and one day I want to make a difference. One day I'm going to do... That's having good intentions. Intentional living is actually doing it. Taking action. Executing because you've taken responsibility. Take responsibility and be able to respond because God has given you all that you need and all things have become possible and you are more than enough.